What a day. We got Car Hauling Truth with Dan on the show. And and do me a favor. Um, just put in the live chat. If, the, if any audio sounds a little crazy, please let me know. Okay? Like I said, set up the new mic this morning. Let's check out what we're doing today. Um, what are we doing today? Car Hauling Truth with Dan. Now, Dan is a dealer and a car hauler and more. Okay. The guy has a lot to say. So he's with us. And and this is how it works on ATI is that, uh, let's see here. Okay. And you, can you see my screen share? Yes, I can. Okay, perfect. Um, I think he emailed me and now he's on the show. And that's the way it works. Um, you know, I have noticed. I'm just going to. I'm going to share. Here's inside information. I have messaged a lot of people. Hey, you know, you have a show. You want to be a guest on my show, this or that? <laughs> when I ask people with other sh with the, with their own show, they almost oh. never get back to me. Oh, yeah, that's true. And also, I don't which I don't, I don't know what's up with that because um, we're all in the business of media, but who knows? And then also carriers. When I ask carriers. They're really hard to get on the show because they're busy. They're driving, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Think yeah. of your carriers, right? How busy oh, yeah. they are. Yeah. Well, they have time to pull over and do a live show. Although I think Danny would probably do it. Danny's on today, isn't he? Uh, let's if see. You, if you want one, I'm yeah. pretty sure Danny well, would do it. <laughs> I, yeah. No, I actually, I do. I now, okay. I want to have a guest every Thursday now. Okay. It's cool. Yeah, and no, Danny real. would. I think Danny would do it. Um, I okay. just need to talk to him about it. Cool. And the thing is, too, is that you know, this is one of the other things that I want to say is that, like, I'm I'm watching LinkedIn. I'm seeing all the marketing, and man, oh man, do all the auto shipping companies sound the same? <laughs> I mean, they're all saying the same thing. Yeah, they got. They've either hired somebody new. Um, they've got a booth. Uh, what else? Or they're, they're gonna, you know, they're the best. They're everything. They're the only ones that can actually ship your car. And, uh, at this point, I think the shippers all, all the shippers have thrown their hands up. How do they know the difference? They have no idea. No. <laughs> I don't even know the difference. Um, but anyways, Dan is here today to talk and he's bringing his cup of joe of wisdom and truth there he is in the car. He's in the foam. He plays hockey. He's got six guns. And it's going to be a great show on Dispatching Live. Um, if you feel a little strange, that is Dispatching Live. That is part of the design of the show. Because, um, as I think I posted on LinkedIn, like, you know, uh, current, relevant, real logistics. Which I don't think are three things you kind of get on average and you're going to see it in the news wait till you see the memos in the news it's crazy right i talk about we're the neutral zone in the ecosystem new graphic here on ati oems dealers auctions brokers carriers equipment regulations and remarketing and around and around it goes and we're here to touch and teach and talk about all of it mic check one two three we're okay yeah the mic's not going crazy that sounds good to me all right, cool. Hey, Moozy's here. Stefan family is here. What's up, guys? And everybody's hey, on YouTube. Oh, man. Nobody's tuning in from LinkedIn. You know why? I'll tell you why. There's too many podcasts. There's like... Okay, I'm going to be talking... I'm going to go live at NADA 
uh, next Friday, there are, and I'm not joking, I think this is a conservative number, there will be at least 50 podcasts live at NADA on the expo floor. Wow. That's a lot. Now, it's a giant show, but there's so many people now podcasting that, well, if everyone's podcasting, who's tuning into anything? Hmm. It's gotten, kind of, it's gotten kind of crazy. Well, this is that's the thing. This is my wheelhouse. Man, I'm a lifelong media guy. I didn't just get here. I didn't just order. Well, I did order a new microphone. But <laughs> I've been making shows and putting content together forever. This is what I do. And I know. And I know because, I man, I was around in the 90s during public access. And it's actually very similar. I think bell bottoms are back, too. We are your auto transport community media since 2017. I don't know why I need to remind anybody, but apparently I do. Um, and Central Bot last man, that was a week ago. That was interesting. I was actually watching back some of that show. It's pretty interesting. Once they got the presentation going and your conversation with Vova, you know, you guys had some good back and forth. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed that, Sue. I know yeah. I do all the talking. I, I'm always cutting you off. <laughs> <laughs> but I really enjoyed that. So I want to see some more of that. Um, I'm actually, I'm, I've got a YouTube short in the works on this pie chart because I talked okay. about how you got to be in the club and you can't have this. Right. Which I think is a really funny spin on the truth. Yeah, it is because it is. It's totally true. The only this time is all you stuff get any of us would use uh, as dispatchers, as transporters, all this stuff would be valuable to us. The only time you get an email is when somebody screwed up. Yep. <laughs> and then they tell you they can't do anything about it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hey, I do uh, have, I, there was questions though I thought about after the show that I should have asked too because I know they're being hard on central dispatch but how are they going to rectify those problems as well you know what I mean people stealing loads and doing what what we were talking about doing well you and not paying people and see? stuff like that That's how are they really, going to prevent the same thing and this is the this is the real interesting part of when, you, when you're in a business class and they show you models of like, okay, startup and growth and then maturity and whatever, all businesses go through a similar curve because, as you just pointed out, yet another startup is going to find out some of the problems that other companies have gone through in their growth. Kind of. <laughs> I think it's... Let's keep going. Tuesday night, UVI. Um, this is a company I've wanted to get to know more about. So they were on the show Tuesday night and I learned a lot. What's cool. So if you go in the video description of the YouTube video on the homepage of ATI auto business, um, you'll see, you can, you can learn more about UVI and that's the point. Another, another, here's another nugget from ATI is that when I do a show, I better learn and you better learn. If we're just standing around slapping each other's backs and talking about the weather, that is not a show, by no. the way. Not a show. Okay. All right. Um, speaking of, show me the truck. You know, I don't have any trucks this week, but Muzi sent me a link to this video. I checked it out. It was a good video. If you need a good... No, I'm not being paid for this. If you need a good... Uh, 
Jump pack? Jump starter. Yeah, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one to do. And then they send for big rigs. And he did. Yeah. And he uses yeah. it in the video on a truck that's been sitting. Wow. It's awesome. Yeah. I mean, we know, right? In fact, yeah. this is what's interesting. As, a, as an individual consumer, car owner, having one of these would be great. Yeah. Literally absolutely. everybody should have one of these. This should be like one of your kits for your toolkit to keep yes. in. I mean, I always tell even, you know, not semi drivers. I always, there's certain things I always tell everybody to carry. That is one of them. Some kind of jump starter, a small gas can in case you run out of gas in one of the vehicles. And that way you don't have to go buy one and go pick it up. Those are the two number one things I always tell. Oh, and a height stick. And even if you got to make it by homemade, have a height stick. <laughs> there you go. And I mean, you know, here's what's interesting is, right, so like we as individuals, we somewhere in our teens, we learn, oh, have jumper cables. Right. This would be better. No, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, totally. Yeah. Because now Especially you need another. Especially if this thing set, like the, whatever one they started that's been sitting for days, because that's what we have happen at the auctions. Right. Everybody has that happen. There's a carbon sitting. You're waiting for Mannheim to pull up with their little portable thing that may take an hour or two for them to get to you if you had your own there you go you're done down the road right i mean sometimes but, it's a time thing you know yeah so it's pretty amazing that was cool thanks a lot Muzi. really do appreciate it and <laughs> oh boy uh speaking of propaganda um so next thursday we're going to be talking about dot drug testing and What's interesting about literally half of the images on this page are pretty ridiculous. Okay. Obviously, the one in the upper left is just That nuts. is crazy. That's stupid. I mean, come on. And this is an what? advertisement? I don't know what it is. I'm just sharing wow. it. I, I'm okay. being, I'm trying to be generic. But, <laughs> but the fact that anybody, th like, okay. I mean, what is that photo? Let's... <laughs> What what the heck are we looking at? And the one in the lower left, really? That's even, yeah, that's bad. Too. Are you kidding me? <laughs> is, is that supposed to be weed or crack? What? I, I mean, don't know I don't what know. she's that's doing. Some insane shit. And the, and the kid's like, you oh, know, no he's watching Wheel of Fortune. Yeah, you know? he's like, I'm watching the show. And, and the husband is like, ah, we do this every day. <laughs> what is this, man? So anyways, they don't even look like type of people that be doing that. Anyways, that's crazy. Now, and by the way, you know who's causing the real deadly crashes? The four wheelers that don't slow down, whether it's fog or ice or anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What are they doing? Racing to church? Yeah. There, I said it. My God, it's ridiculous. Well, like I was on 44 last night. I had to drive almost all the way to St. Louis and there and back. And the fog was like... You couldn't even see. And on the way back, there was a semi-truck that had come across from the other side through the medium and jackknifed in front of all of us. Thank God it happened way beforehand. Uh -huh. And it didn't look like anybody got hurt. It didn't look like he even hit anybody. But that tells you, I mean, you shouldn't be driving that fast. I mean, I, I hate to say it like that, but they were driving. I mean, we were passing. I mean, they were passing us going 80, 90 miles an hour. Couldn't see in front of themselves. But they're going to drive that fast. So, you know. And, and in that and in that one, there was an, it was an eighteen wheeler, right? Yeah, I saw at least a five car pile up on four thirty five. Not one of those vehicles was a truck. Wow, it was all cars. It was they're all, and it was it was messed up, man. It was bad. 
right. All right, here. Hey, it's Joy and Optimism here on Thursdays. Stick uh -huh. around. Right after this, we'll be live with Dan. We'll be right back. Are you completely stressed out from all the calls and the contracts and the verifications of loads where nobody ever answers the phone? Call Murphy Auto Dispatch Services today. Murphy Auto Dispatch Services has over 15 years in the transport industry. We are your office while you are on the road. We book, we verify, and we bill out your loads for you. We have an excellent accounting staff and an even better dispatch team. Give us a call today at 417-273-0021. Or if you want to email me, it's murphyautotransport31 at yahoo.com. Give us a call today. Hey, this is Jay at ATI Auto Business. Thank you for joining us back on Dispatching Live that is Murphy Auto Transport Services. Sue is here on the show. She's a fully licensed broker. She runs a dispatch office. And she is in touch with what's happening. If you need a car shipped, if you need to stay loaded, if you have a question, uh, you should contact Sue. Go to murphyautotransportservices.com. And here we go. We now have... We'll get, we'll get it working. Uh, we have Dan. We have Car Hauling Truth with Dan. See what happens here, Dan. Can you see me and hear me? Okay, I can see you. The volume's not the greatest, but okay. I'll make do. Okay, I can How's see my... you. I can hear you. So oh, we're that's good. Good. Yeah, we're good. So you're fine. Hey Sue, can you hear him? I can. Yes. All right. It's all right. So we got you, Dan. Fantastic. Hi yeah. Sue. Hey. hey, how are you doing, Dan? So far, so good. I can yeah. see and hear. So. <laughs> Starting off on the right foot. Let's see yeah. if we can keep on going. Cool. <laughs> Let's do that. All right. So now uh, I want to go into, we're going to do some more news and we're going to do it all together. But before we do that, Dan, tell us a little bit more about you and how we got here. Well, I tell you, it's kind of, I have a tendency to jump around. So it's like, where do we start? Uh, start 90 days ago. I jumped out and decided to put my head on and wanted to be an auto shipper, right? Just like everyone. So cool. It's so awesome. So I'm out and about, jumping into the world, just trying to figure things out. Thought, huh, this is interesting and lightning. So I went to uh, the old Google and punched into the YouTube University and ran across your show and started watching it and... You know, the, the stuff that you talk about on it was real life. That's what kind of drew me to you and that ecosystem term you use. I mean, it's it it is what it is. You know, it's everything. And I have over the years, I wore a lot of those hats. So once you start talking about some of the stuff, you know, it it definitely uh, resonated with me and, uh, you know, prompted me to reach out to you and. Here we are today, you know. Now we're right live on the show. Right. Entertaining folks. Well, allegedly. Where do we start? Allegedly. Um, <laughs> right? So, well, that's the thing is that uh, am I? I'm checking my audio again here. Please let me know. Now, the audio shouldn't change. My my previous microphone just willy-nilly changed whatever, did whatever it wanted. And this is not a show about my microphone, by the way, but... Uh, it is important because bad audio ruins an experience, no matter what you're doing. Um, well, thank you, Dan. And 
Hey, you know what's neat? More and more people are reaching out to me and letting me know things like that. You know, Sue, uh, I got an email from Griffo Auto Transport. Really? Yeah. Hey, it's been a while. You should, you know, are you talking about this? Somebody else did that again the other day, and it's really, really neat. Um, which is actually part of the, you know, this is what the, the thing about this industry, Dan, as you know, is it takes a long time to learn. You said something funny about the jumping in as a as a broker. Right? Did you say that or as a shipper? Or as a what, was it what 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 did you start doing recently that re oh. made you realize you needed maybe another take? Oh, on the uh car hauling side of things? Yeah. So, a little more history about me. So, I've been a uh, mom and pop owner operator of a used car dealer for about 14 years now. And about 8 years ago, I had a uh, trailer built out for my operation and I was doing myself in-house, in-house. And as things have gone over the years, it's gotten harder. You know, you would think you've been in business longer. It's supposed to get easier. You're supposed mm -hmm. to figure your lane out. Mm -hmm. And there's been things that have come up beyond my control. The inventory is probably uh, one of the big issues I had. So I was just kind of thinking outside the box and, I always wanted to get into the car hauling side of things, and that's when it dawned on me, let's let's jump out there and let's see what's going on. And so that's what I did. The regulations, just getting started was very, very overwhelming. And uh, got, got through all that, knocked it down, and then I'm out there on the load board, you know, the central dispatch. Every Everybody knows central dispatch, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm just looking at it and... It's back to what you say. I mean, people do whatever they want. It's it's crazy the stuff that's going on out there, and the the rate per mile really kind of shocked me because when I was on my side of the fence when I was shipping stuff out, the rates were a lot higher, of course, naturally. And now that I'm on the other side of the fence, I'm really shocked at what they've kind of been driven down to. So I'm just wondering, you know. I, how people survive out there on what these rates per miles are and starting to deal with some of these different brokers. I'm starting to figure out, you know, where a lot of the margins are, you know, there's slim margins to begin with. And then you throw another piece of the pie in there and it gets even tougher and tougher. And that's where that auto hauler exchange, I, I feel like they may be onto something, you know, there doesn't have to be that many, parties involved in a transaction and i think they're on to something with connecting you know the the people that need it moved directly with the people that actually do the moving so some of what i'm experiencing on the central dispatch is reaching out to these brokers it's it's crazy you know they'll advertise it for way higher price and then want to start negotiating with you as soon as you call is that something that's kind of of the normal? That's a great topic, Sue. How do you? I'm sorry. Yeah, no problem. I was so, taking a phone call. Yeah, no. Well, you're, you're <laughs> okay. good. She's working. Okay, so the topic is when you call on a load, mm -hmm. 
they're what? jumping to price negotiation like immediately. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and, and even that's the same case. Like if I have a load listed, they do the same thing to me almost immediately too. And I mean, and I get it. Most of my cars I list for a dollar a mile and they're still asking for more money. <laughs> so, um, but as we all know, most of the stuff listed on here is far from being that high. We're lucky if you're getting 50 cents a mile on a lot of this stuff. So these cars are really moving for that kind of rate. Yeah. Unfortunately they are. It's because we have people on there taking the loads for that cheap. And so that what happens then is it just follows in line. Everybody else does what they do. And there you have it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's just, it just blows my mind. I don't understand how these people are paying their expenses. I, well, I I mean, I don't know this for sure, but I have heard in the past that some of the foreigners get discounted gas. They get, don't have to pay for certain things and that would factor into that. That's how they could take some of this stuff cheaper than other people because they're getting discounts for certain things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Expenses are less. Without a doubt. That's the only thing that would make sense. Yeah. I don't know that that, for sure. I've just heard that over the years. But, you know, sometimes you can look at something and two plus two, you get four, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah. The, the other thing that's wild to me is, uh, you know, I called on a load with SGT, and, I mean, they have it posted. Mm-hmm. It was posted for $450, and, I mean, just right away, will you do it for $50 last? Mm-hmm. I mean, immediately. And you can always tell that they have a, a foreign accent, like mm-hmm. maybe India or something, and mm-hmm. you hear a lot of stuff in the background. Sounds like they're in a call center. Yeah. You, you wonder, can they speak anything outside of what's on their script? Right. It is the way it feels, and it's like right away, just come down. Can you come down your price? And it's like, well, why, why didn't you advertise it? You know, whatever you advertise it for, shouldn't you? Yeah. Isn't that what it is? So that's what I'm. That's some of the learning curve that I'm figuring out is. That's well, not necessarily it's true. certain companies too that do it, and you're right. It has to do with certain nationalities, shall we say it like that? Uh, it's always those companies, and I could list them back to back. Who does it every single time? Whether it be via text or on the phone, it's always like that. And I always say, why do you list it for that price? Well, I don't have my customer's approval is usually what you hear, and I've got to call and check, and, and I, or I've got other people will do it for $50 less. Well, let them do it then. Um, or it's the system that did it. It's what I right. keep hearing. Right, right. I haven't heard that one. That's a new one. But usually it's always, I need you to do it for this. My customers not didn't approve this amount of money. Well, then don't put it on the board for that amount of money if you don't have approval. Um, it's just for them, for you to call. And then half the time, even if you were to agree for $50 less, guarantee you that load is not legit. Like you'll wait all day long to get that load that was never even a good load because they never got a hold of a customer. It was a customer going on the internet and getting quotes from 50 different places and then putting it on the board and then going, okay, let me get a hold of the customer. That's usually what takes place right there. Yeah. Drives me nuts. Yeah. I heard Jay say, I think it was last week or the week before, just because you see it doesn't mean it's legit. Yep. Yeah. And if it's too good to be true, it usually is too. <laughs> is it? That's some of the some of the stuff I'm starting to figure out is uh, that that's exactly it. It, it, yeah. it is. It's crazy. So the, the 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 funny thing about my experience with that uh, the last one was, like you said, if you can't just sit around and wait all day, you'll definitely run yourself dry doing that. Oh yeah. 
Yeah. And uh, so what happened is when I figured that out, they started hammering on me a price right away. Mm-hmm. I just told them not interested. I'm just going to go a different direction. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the next day I saw another listing that was local and I started thinking about it and I was, it just blew my mind on how they operated. So I thought, you know what, let's call about this one. Maybe let's go a little farther with it and just try to learn how things work. Just like you said, is you know which brokers are going to do it. Right. So maybe I can, you know, cultivate a list of do not call, you know, for, mm-hmm. for myself. Yeah. So I, I, I called on the second one with no intentions of getting getting the load. Right. Just a, you know, little science project and live and learn. And at the, it's, it started on last Friday. And the funny part was I ended up getting the load. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but it took, it was literally till Sunday. Wow. And I went through the whole process and they have a, you know, they have the first person you call in and then they have someone call you back, back mm-hmm. to like you said, yeah. uh, the, the customer, we got to talk to our customer. Well, when the, when the TO guy called me back, you know, the guy that talks to the customer, the guy that said the system did it, uh, you probably never heard that because I, you know, I, I was pretty inquisitive. I, right, you know, yes, yeah. Yeah, I asked some questions and, and got him down to a point that, you know, where that's all he had. He could say the system did it because, you know, what's the why? You know, like you said, why right. do you post it for that then if you're trying to do this? Right. So the irony part in it, it wasn't a real long one. It was backed if it's too good to be true. It usually is. Right. You know, it was paying like 244 a mile, not going real far, $450. So the second time when I called in, I just went with the, you know, the courtesy bust as soon as they answer the phone. I said, yeah, fine. I'll take 50 bucks less. And that's what got me to the TO guy where I started asking other questions, you know, who sets this price. And ultimately the got to the bottom of it. Uh, he kept saying, I don't have that much in my budget. And it's like, well, then why do you set that price? Blah, 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 blah. Uh-huh. Well, I ended up getting him to, to tell me what the budget was. So the budget was $110 on this move, mm-hmm. but they got it posted at 450. Huh? I know, right? Yeah. And so now it so now I'm getting even more and you know, asking more questions like How is that even possible? Would, what? Yeah. Right. Why it's not even true. Who, it can't be why true. Why would this why would this customer be think that's even true? It's right. it's, it's exactly what I started asking this guy. And you know, and he's trying to tap dance around and try to find the right answer from his script and he had a hard time and you know, he ended up blurting out well our sales department. I said, okay, now I'm starting to see through the fog here. Your sales, So your sales department said whatever they need to say to take this guy off mm-hmm. the Google and stop shopping for transport quotes. Mm-hmm. Well, everything you're doing to me right now, have you done to the customer yet? And he was like, uh, what do you, what do you, what do you mean? He was, and I said, yeah, you know, all this trying to get me to move the car for less. Have you called the customer and tried to, maybe get it moved for more. Of course, his answer was no. Right. I said, well, I, well, why don't you do that first and then circle back and we'll have a conversation. And it's what he did. Took him two more days later, but mm-hmm. that original 50 that I gave up, that's what he got the customer up to the, the 400. It just took four days to get it done. And then an ice storm came in and shut Copart down. And I lost the load because I'm sure... 15 other transporters called in and, uh, 
you know, started telling them they'll do it for less. And now I see that same load posted by four different different brokers, four different prices, Uh and and still out there. It's just, it's it's baffling. Right. And I even, you know, by the time I got the dispatch, I got the customer's contact info. So I'm reaching out to the customer. And whatever happened between him and SGT, I would say, you know, really, you know, made him pretty pretty upset yeah because he just ghosted me and yeah. i even tried to explain him hey you know keep in mind i'm the carrier you know i'm a third party you right. pay that brokerage fee to get to somebody like me and just got see nowhere with it that's... so i almost wonder what is sgt telling him okay well that's the next level mm-hmm. we want to get the customer on the show yeah that would be nice wouldn't it <laughs> and it's not impossible these you know that's what's weird here and I, I, I've got a couple notes here. Shady car dealers and what shippers believe. And so here's here's my two cents is that when I say shady car dealers already, like part of the ecosystem goes, oh, gross, not cool. Well, maybe you guys, maybe the dealer vertical cleaned up shady car dealers, but man, oh man, do we have shady car shippers. Yeah. We have shady car shippers coming out of our wazoo, which is why... <laughs> That leads us to fraud. That's why fraud is so rampant. Yeah. How hard is it to commit fraud in auto shipping? I mean, come on. It's pretty easy. So easy. Yeah. And uh, and then the other, the dangerous, really dark side, and this is why I want to talk to that customer, and I believe those customers will start talking to me, is the shipper doesn't believe anything we just discussed. They can't be this bad. But when, right. that, but when the shipper has... Their load posted by four different brokers. It's been sitting for days. They've got to be thinking, what the heck is going on? What are you guys doing? I told the guy that was their strategy because they know Copart's going to start hammering you on storage soon. Yep. So, I mean, I've had people call me and just want to get their cars out of IAA just, just to stop the bleeding on the storage fees. You know, these brokers know that. They use that to their advantage. And if... The shipper wants to believe that when a carrier calls about a load, they're not only verified and everything's perfect, but none of this monkey business is happening. Right? Oh, it's crazy. It's that disconnect. It's the opposite of what they think is happening. It is a total disconnect. And that's why Auto Hauler Exchange, by the way, where did you hear about Auto Hauler Exchange? First time I heard about it, I saw it in used car news, and then I saw used it on your show. News. You saw it on my show. Good to know. Um, Auto Hall Exchange is onto something because the only way to remove monkey business is to remove some of the monkeys. Amen. And I found another company that, that I sent to you, Jay, last week, was it, that's doing something similar to Auto Hall Exchange. Oh, really? Yeah, that's the one I sent to you. Remember, we were talking about and you misunderstood what I was saying. I was saying no, they do something similar to. I couldn't remember the guy's do you remember name. Remember the name of the um, company? Let me see. Let me check my text. Smart. Yeah. No. And that. And that's what. And technology can offer that. The whole idea that you need a phone to talk to a phone to talk to a fax and connect to a beeper. Those days are gone, man. Just like you don't need the days of showing up at a dealership and the guy's like yada 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 yada. No, man. I got my phone right here. I know what this car's worth. 
But th they seem to still offer way less stuff. Well, shippers don't know. And this gets, we were talking about this. Yep. Shippers don't know. How are shippers going to find out what will it be where shippers can learn, yo, I don't need a Google search with 100 phone calls. Right. What, what's going to change it? Technology and marketing. So ultimately, is that where a lot of these uh, double these brokers. brokers are they getting their leads from just yep. you know Joe Blow on there? Yep, drunk in middle of night, wondering what it would cost to send his so, project and then they all list the them. Country. Check this all, out. All of them list them. That's we're, why you'll see all those double brokerages on we're, there. We're coming back to Anyhow. the RPM stuff, but here we go. New rule. Uh, new FCC rule on TCPA consent for advertising and telemarketing calls and texts will significantly impact callers who obtain consent from lead generators. Mm -hmm. The FCC adopted a new rule amending its regulations to close what it refers to as the lead generator loophole. The new rule represents a major change for the online lead generation industry. By requiring lead generators to obtain consumer consent to receive calls and texts from one seller at a time, rather than having a single consent <laughs> apply to multiple sellers at once. Now, here's the question. Who's, who cares? Yeah, <laughs> who's yeah, who's going to catch them? <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. They, awesome. they haven't ever enforced transporters listing cars, so you might as well just blow that one to the side, too. So, hey. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's do, let's go back to this RPM stuff. All right. So, cause RPM made the news, you know, it seems like every week somebody just steps right in it. Is RPM, is this, uh, is this the same RPM, the logistics company? Yes. Yeah. And I'm Evangel reading. Don't answer the phone. Yes. <laughs> Attention everybody. Uh oh, the truth, brother. <laughs> I am reading news Excellent. and letting people talk. That's what I do on ATI. This is a news channel. Here we go. I know, people are feeling queasy. This message is to inform you about an important update regarding RPM's approach to handling transit damage claims. Starting February 5th, RPM will be partnering with UCM Global, special third-party administrator, manage and process transit damage claims. Several key benefits, streamlined, faster, improved, dedicated. There's an email. Think they'll answer the phone? <laughs> As... Well, so when they're trying to get money out of you, I bet they do answer. <laughs> I bet they uh, do. Funny how that works. Well, and you know, we signed up to get on the RPM load board. What now? We're going two weeks, and we still aren't attached to it. I don't is know. There, what it do, takes. Is there a way? Can can I can I search for the RPM load board? Is it public? I don't is know. It private? Um, is I it can one send of those... you the link with one of my guys. Ram dot jot damn ram yeah, jam dot websites. Let me go look. Here. I think it was so something else happened today with RPM too. Let's talk about this. Uh... Will no longer haul for them. Oh, okay. So, well, uh, well you... apparently. Oh, okay, so yeah. I found out what it is. Is that okay? Uh, Jen was trying to sign up uh, one of our drivers again, just like reissuing his insurance cert and all that good stuff. Anyways, they told him that because he doesn't use ELD because he's not allowed, not required to, because he's in an older truck. They told him that they had to put his title on their highway, what was it called, Highway 160? That's who they used to verify all their stuff, I think is what it's called. Anyways, they I sent you the email. Oh, um, yeah, go highway. I'll find the yeah, email. Yeah, there you go. That Unless he puts his title on that website, which is none of their business, 
they can't he can't haul for him because he doesn't have any LD. Is that not crazy? So let's see. I mean, who here. comes up with this stuff? Yeah, exactly. Who okay. does come up with these rules? If you're ELD exempt or unable to connect your ELD, please upload the following documentation on our platform. Meanwhile, I bet right a a carrier, a busy carrier, doesn't yeah, even finish fine. the first sentence. Right. They're like, and goes, oh god. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, let's keep reading. I mean, if that's a job in itself is to read everything. It is. Uh, if you're unable to upload your documents, cab card, driver's license. Yeah, there it is. Truck title. Mm -hmm. Gee, that won't make it hard for fraud to happen. Right. I mean, why would you even do that? Truck title, huh? Now, what, I'm, what if you don't have a title? <laughs> Are there well... states where the state keeps the title? No, that was no. my sarcasm. Okay, no. good one. Hey, they used to back in the day, good though. One, <laughs> Um, and, and listen, maybe go highway is, is super duper fraud proof, you know, maybe, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. If but, fraud -proof. but and nobody wants to upload a title anywhere. No. Especially what, what just for the ELD? Oh, that's if you don't have electronic. Right. Do, it's only for that. Do still. I need to give you a copy of my title just so they can monitor and make sure that I can't get to my destination on time? I'm sure they did some focus group to arrive at this policy, right? I'm sure they researched it. Or maybe they talked to the FMCSA or... Oh, nothing good was accomplished there if they did. That's, <laughs> so, that's, that's how we like know trying to call them. Did. Man. Okay, well, I want to go back to... All right, let's go back to this uh, RPM driver delivery checklist. What's happening here? Well, I guess Doug sent that to you. That um, looks like a pot. I think this is just something they send out just so you do what you're supposed to do. I love the thing that says no flip-flops. Well, that's what I want to read. Yeah, okay, here we go. <laughs> you, okay, number one, you're representing RPM. Right. And it, it sucks that you got to even tell them that, right? Well, that's just true. It sucks. But I understand some of this because yeah, you have people that don't do any of this stuff. So I get some of it, but... Call one to two hours prior. We know how much... That makes sense, yeah. Well, it does. And and how many carriers are like, no, 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 just nope. wait till I get there? Yep. It's all, all the time. Yeah. Everybody's sitting around waiting on them, right? We're if, yep. rolls right, around. exactly. If there's any confusion, call RPM. Again, as, as a dispatcher, that's like... It's a different phone number, though, where they'll answer? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. There's the problem, too, because I don't know how many times I've had problems and you can't get anybody to help you or answer you. Well, right? you jump, hey, just jump on the chat. Right? That's ah. when you're on the chat. You're, your carrier is sitting there. You're trying to chat. You're waiting to get chatted back. And it's chat, it's chat, chat, chat. Yeah, it's awesome. I didn't know there was a chat. Well, there, I'm talking about a different company. <laughs> oh, okay. Which, again, gets into what's the difference. <laughs> well, true. But at least sometimes you get answers on the chat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then, oh, look at after hours delivery. Boy, isn't this another hot topic, right? How yeah. many carriers want to deliver in the middle of the night just because they want to? Uh, now listen i also know you have a schedule and with your eld that ain't getting any easier right no. thanks no. eld um but uh yeah and and you know you got to talk to the dealer leave the keys coordinate with the keys rpm drive app must be used are you using the rpm drive app um i've never even seen it. that <laughs> Um, the only time I really insist that they do that is if they're doing auction to auction. Um, 
because I don't know if everybody knows, like that Spring Hill place is crazy in Tennessee. Heard that. Like, some of the loads are like five miles away. Some are right there in the parking lot. And I always recommend using that right for any of the auctions like that. It helps you because find your car signed. faster. Well, no, because no. nobody signs for them there. Oh. And this way, if you use the app, you've got all the stuff, and you did what they want you to do. And can you just then you put can it. refuse yeah. signature or whatever? Well, you can. I mean, I've had drivers do this without the app. I just think um, I always recommend when they're there at one of the auctions to use it. Just It makes life a little bit easier, especially for them. And But here's the funny part. They also want you to use physical bills of lading as well. So really? I don't understand using both, though. That um, just tells us they're not confident in the reliability of their app. Well, there you have it, right there. Oh. We like we like doing things twice, right? Right. Oh yeah, no, that goes over, especially when it's raining and the wind mm -hmm. is blowing and people are yelling and the phone yeah. is ringing. It's the best. Yeah. Um, no exposed metal on clothing. This is interesting. So this gets into when you hire, uh, just random independent contractors to help move OEM vehicles. That's a bit of a gamble. I'm just saying it because it's true. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if the automaker knew, but they, I mean, that, you know, anyways, I could go down that rabbit hole really far. Uh, yes. Best, best line on here. No flip flops. That's the best. That's the deal breaker. What? <laughs> can no you believe that's where I draw the line? Can you believe that that actually has to be on a checklist? You know what? They didn't put Crocs. That's my that's my second string. My Crocs. Oh man, they well, said no Crocs. They said Crocs. I was Flip gonna wall. wear what Crocs instead. Crocs? Yeah, it says it right there. <laughs> oh no, I was just oh. gonna do sandals. Oh, no. flip. Well, I don't. I, well, I call them beachies. They don't have beachies on there. What are beachies? That's a joke. Yeah. My point oh, okay. is, you know, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, let's see okay, here. Leave the joke to me. <laughs> Come on, Jay. <laughs> Give the singer some. Uh, reminder. Oh, yeah, I meant to tell you in that live chat, when you sing on air, uh -huh. it is not good for repeat business. No oh, dang. Oh, I'm just dang. trying to help you out. Oh, dang. <laughs> what did I say? What was the... Uh, so I I'm trying to remember. Red skies though. tonight. Red skies oh. tonight. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a big hit. Um, <laughs> Elena liked it. Well, <laughs> at least somebody did, right? Yeah, right. We'll take one. Hey, here's a here's another memo. I find this stuff interesting. Do you guys know what message plane is? No. It's a CRM. Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, For and what? in fact, okay. So remember when uh, J Tracker got kind of canceled? That was the end of 2021, I believe. Kind of got pushed out the door in December. Nothing oh. to see here. Re remember when J Tracker went off the cliff? Anyways. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's where there was a scramble. You need to find a new CRM. And the recommendation was BATS. Right. And nobody okay. liked it. Right. Well, message plane is another CRM option that in that time saw a pathway to, hey, let's ramp up marketing. And here it is. Super Dispatch now has a Chrome extension to help brokers using message plane CRM to post their loads. Now brokers and shippers can instantly import dispatch sheets and post orders from within message.plane CRM. 
Because again, this show is for everybody in auto transport. You know, it was recently brought to my attention. Well, Jay, are we are we talking to carriers? Well, yeah, and shippers and dealers. Because when you have when you're in auto shipping, is your customer the carrier? No. Your customer is the shipper. Your user is the carrier. So you need to educate both. You need both. A lot of moving parts. And that's the thing. If The more loads you have, the more carriers you have, you have to grow them both at the same time. Exactly. Moving parts all at the same time. So on this show, yeah. Like I also, I'm talking to brokers too. I know brokers are watching. And what else? If you're a broker, what else are you going to watch? I mean plenty of other things but when it comes to real education and what's happening in auto transport what are you going to watch so on the topic of brokers yeah what do you feel they're necessary back to the monkey business if you took some of the monkeys out of the cage maybe there'd be less monkey business are brokers necessary sue I think yes. Um, now, don't get me wrong. There's bad brokers, but there's bad transporters. But I think you have to have someone in between because not everything is going to be Mannheim. And that, I mean, Auto Dealers Exchange basically deals with Mannheim, Odessa people, correct? Isn't that what most of those are when we were looking up the loads? I'm pretty sure. Um, whereas these like as a broker like i have residences i have you know that kind of stuff you you have to have a broker because how else are they going to find a way to list their car i guess the only way to put it does that make sense so i'm gonna i'm gonna jump in i agree brokers are necessary it's just that it's gotten way out of hand we're at we're at like worst case scenario this is an industry run amok right um my my take i think on it is I think that's what I what appeals to me about a platform like that auto hauler exchange. Not ne- I don't think a broker necessarily has to be involved in every transaction. Correct. But for maybe like you said, like the residents, the retail customer trying to take their car from here to here because they were transferred for their job. Mm-hmm. Maybe then again, how do they find the carriers? Right. But one of one of the things in my short time on this side of the fence that I've been out here running is a lot of the transactions, I I try not to deal with a broker because it is that monkey business from what I've found. I mean, I hate to say, you know, everyone's that way because I know that's not true. But so far, the majority of them, it's it's been difficult. I tend to like to want to move for the dealers. You know, the, the dealers, uh, the car's there. It's ready to go. They're the customer. There's no let me talk to my customer customer and let me get back with you they don't have any reason realistically that's just an excuse that they they use but you know when you're dealing with a a dealer you know that's that's the one that wants to move that's the decision maker that's why i try to deal with them and their main thing they just want the car they typically pay a lot higher rate per mile to get it moved because they're not trying to you know get a slice of the pie They just want that car and they want to be able to sell it. That's what their pie is. But see, I have the exact opposite of that. I have dealers, like um, I'll give you an example. There's a dealer in Wichita that always posts stuff cheap. And we all know if you Yeah, I'm not, yes. You know, and and I've got a lot of dealers. You ask them for more money and they're like, no, I'm not going to pay any more money. 
And I think Oh, totally. I think it's from this is, honestly, it's from them looking on the board and they're is, doing the comparisons and they see that all so these many dealers are, are not crap. they're right. not going to raise so, the rate. Right. So they go to. along with what the MO is nope. out there on the board, which that sucks. I almost think there shouldn't be comparison pricing on there. Because that's what leads these loads going down lower and lower. And what's what's horrible about this is that that comparison pricing is not totally accurate because it doesn't even tell you what that window is. So, like, if it's snowbird season down there in Florida and you're looking up a comparison price sure. and it shows you 600 and it should be eight or 900 because it's snowbird season, you would never know that. Either would the dealerships or any place like that unless you know how the industry works. You know what I mean? And most dealerships do not know how the industry works they just see well, they, they compare it price as a cost and they put it on there and this they yeah they just the put perception it on of shipping is that yeah. it's just a yeah. cost why do i have to pay that yeah, I, it yeah doesn't exactly. bring me anything yeah it doesn't but do me any i good. think what my what my niche has been then where i've had some success in getting a little higher rate per mile is the unit that's already sold for the dealer you know it's already sold they 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 need the car and right. and those i, well, I do that's... know the uh, I do know the others that you're referring to. For instance, I've got a, I've got a guy that I'm running a car from St. Louis to Boulder. It's a Sprinter van. Mm-hmm. Called the guy to make the connection. He probably should have never told me he wasn't wasn't in a hurry. Because right. you know, now I'm taking my time trying to find that backhaul, and I'm I'm watching it, and I do. I see some. There's there's a few dealers on there. I do see some that they will. They'll they'll play those games. Yeah. One guy, I seen him raise it up and then turn around and lower the price right back down. So, yep, where, only, where he started. So it, yeah. it, it is. It's it's I, I, it's interesting. I'll just the, I really tro- think it's folks. based yeah. on unfortunately that comparison pricing. I really think they've there's that they see that on there and they go and they'll they say go, it to okay, you. This is what we're doing because they they'll I mean, say there's it on no the phone. Rhyme or reason. Yeah, they I'm looking at it right say, now. Yeah, the, there's another right. car on here for only four hundred dollars. I'm paying four fifty, and that's still only forty cents a mile. But yeah, the, I mean, I get that a lot too, and it, it's. I don't think they understand. Well, they may, but they may not. Let's just put it this way: they probably don't care. Is probably the better way. The to put only this. time. I, there you go. The only time prices pay, go up right? and they don't care. Yeah, exactly. The only time anybody really pays that money that uh-huh. you need them to pay, there's one word, and it's in a panic. When people mm-hmm. are panicking, mm-hmm. that's when transporters well, for are example the money. They, nobody they ran over the week of christmas nobody ran over the week of january i'm not saying nobody but i'm just saying a huge part of transporters did not run so then the loads bulked up from 30,000 to 67,000 over those two weeks they had to raise the prices and they didn't have a choice because there's so many loads on the Panic. board nobody's taking their crap so they had to raise the prices i, I mean we got paid really well that week uh it was over eight thousand dollars for a three car that doesn't happen, hasn't happened in how long, right? Uh, and that just tells you the difference. I usually average like five. I went to eight for just that week because there was so many loads on the board and you could negotiate your own prices on almost everything right then if they wanted to move. Um, I also want to say this, and I also want to talk about the ecosystem and who's moving cars. We're going to do that. But I, on the shipper side, see a lot of automotive business professionals that don't really have anything to do with shipping. They just know about transportation and logistics. They think that rates must be going up a little bit. And they also say, well, what about the driver shortage? And I say, well, the rates don't go up because Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, 
Every time a carrier quits, another one gets in. Right. And there are a lot of people that have been waiting for all these lowball carriers to get out. <laughs> but every time happen. one leaves, another one mm -hmm. comes in, right? Yep. And Absolutely. then and then the and then the really dangerous topic comes into play, which is who's do who's hauling all these loads for lower rates. And the word immigrants gets used, mm -hmm. which you can't say that and you get canceled and then you can't you can't talk about that. Right. Well, here I can I share an experience. Yeah, please. So, in fact, it was a couple days ago back to the the no no word immigrant. Right. Putting 2 plus 2 looking at getting 4 is how I investigating but some of some of my thing that i the niche i try to find is you know that new car needing that hot shot to that customer so this uh it was a total breakdown it was at a new car dealer this non-speaking english person went in to try to get it it was a deal that was sold and paid for three weeks ago and he's trying to communicate with the receptionist and the receptionist was having a hard time i guess communicating with him because of that language barrier and tells she looked it up in their system and it shows because it was, you know, paid for. It was already out of their system. So she's just telling them it's gone, trying to get this guy to go away. He goes out in the parking lot and starts blowing the customer up and telling them that the car is not here. It's gone. You know, this customer's now calling that dealership going that my car was supposed to be here two weeks ago and finally got somebody to move it. And this guy's, you know, I can hardly understand. He's telling me it's not there and it's gone. And it caused this big you know, panic, like you said, panic. And now that's how it got reposted at a much more reasonable rate where someone like me called on it and I could actually communicate. And sometimes what's happening is, you know, that that language barrier is causing those oh, situations happens all the time. where somebody like me has to come in and clean it up. And, and really, it's not that I'm anything special. I can just speak english as my first language right and this is not a qualitative conversation this is merely factual this is what it is it is what it is it and is. and i'm not drawing a conclusion but what i will say i'm not drawing a conclusion on that topic what i will say is for whatever reason maybe because there are the, the supply is too high and the demand is too low and now it's a scramble and everybody does whatever they need to do. But for whatever reason, there's not enough money to go around and that doesn't seem to change. So whatever we can get the deal for, it's kind of like the sales guy in 110 bucks. It is actually possible that he made that deal for 110 bucks. It's possible just to get some business through the door. And then it is a total scramble behind the scenes to try to make something, God, can we get this car moved? And there's it, so many cars that are just a total nightmare to move because somebody screwed up the money somewhere or they're keeping too much or they overpromised or they don't. It's just nuts. And it, this is the craziest industry. I can't believe it's 2024 and this is how it's going. Meanwhile, You've got large auto shipping companies just continuing to say, we're the best, we got it. But I'd love to, let's walk in the back room of your company and you're going to see blood on the walls because the phones are going crazy. People are arguing. There's a guy at a lot right now arguing with a customer and they don't speak the same language. It's nuts. <laughs> it, 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 re it really is. Yeah, it's definitely... Uh definitely interesting 
Right. I thought this was an informational show. Sue? Yes, it is. All right. Speaking <laughs> of information. All right. So when I talk about the ecosystem and we talk about brokers, you know, there's all kinds of reasons why brokers do serve a purpose. Let's go to OEM. You're an automaker. What? You're going to work with carriers nationwide to figure out who's going to move your onesies and twosies? No, you're going to hire a broker. You're a franchise dealer group, right? You're you're doing great. You're acquiring other dealerships. What? You're going to manage the phones? No. Get a broker to do it. You're an auction, right? You've got man, you you got, you got so many different buyers and sellers and all kinds of stuff to worry about. Just get a broker to do it. Plus well, your Mannheim, then you buy one. Well, there you go. But it's still a broker. It's just in-house. Very true. And that is and that is actually, I mean, like Toyota has a logistics department. Is that an in-house broker? No matter how you slice it, somebody's got to manage. And that's actually the same thing, I think, in the repossession world is forwarders. Forwarders mm-hmm. are the brokers of auto repossession that manage all the logistics and deal with all the contacts and verifying carriers So there is a service that's being provided. But true, not every load needs a broker. If you can set it and forget it, you don't need a broker. So would you say, uh, we'll use Central because it's, you know, the most common. Would you say Central would be more of like a wholesale marketplace load board? Mm, No. Hmm. Hmm. That's kind of know. kind of what some of my questions are. What you know? What kinda, what I'm is kinda. a go? What is a going retail rate? I mean, what are these brokers selling these jobs to these retail customers? Hmm. Is it just all over the board? Whatever they can get, and that's how we've gotten to where we're at. Probably. Well, is there it any is, kind of standard. Do whatever I mean, you want. <laughs> Central is B to B. Yeah. And see, and without a broker too, okay, I want you guys, if, if there was no broker involved, and I'm not saying all transporters like this, but how many transporters aren't going to show up for two or three weeks with that person's car without somebody checking in and finding out what's going on too? Yeah, I mean, that happens to well, us now. Right. Well, I yeah. Mean, I agree. I was that- getting ready to say. I mean, that, that yeah. would be what would be my concern was if, if I was just – but now now keep in mind, I mean, most rando people that are buying cars and having them delivered to their house have no clue how any of this works. They don't even understand the trucks they pass on the highway because they've never been explained how to do that. And who would – I mean, who would? I mean, if I didn't wasn't in this industry, I would be going, how did I get my car there? You know, well, no and clue. You know what it's also like? Like, okay, we work in auto transport. We're driving down the highway. We see a 53-foot dry van. Number one, right. who even knows what a 53-foot drive-in right. is, right. right? Okay. And then Schneider, right. Knight, Swift, whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. That's how people see auto transport. Right, Because they right. and they don't know the difference between whatever. freight and that. Yeah. They may think cars are put inside of that, you know, yeah. who knows? All they know is I'm cutting this guy off. <laughs> yes. or I'm I don't care if he comes through so the windshield. Right? One exactly. of the two. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have a few more pieces of news here. Uh, I just want to make sure because I. Th- it is interesting how much stuff happens every week. I mean, we're now, you know, like there's always new stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, what do you think about room? 
Yeah, oh. I forgot to tell, talk to Jay about that. Jen yeah. sent that what to me think? yesterday. That's crazy. So, kind of expected it, honestly, but you know, hey. I was looking. I expected Carvana first, though. I well, yeah. well everybody, I think everybody did. I was looking at the numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? Let me try to pull up these numbers because. And has anybody noticed the drive time advertisements that are on everything now? Drive time. It's crazy. No, they have their own app that. that you can go apply to get a car, and you make your own payments. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, I went to go own, get on there just the to see what want. it did. And then I got bombarded with phone calls. Must be the same software SGT uses. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> um, okay, so, yeah. But the, let the consumer dictate what everything is. Yeah. They've put, they put, you think that. <laughs> Vroom yeah. put the announcement on their website. Yeah. On, I believe it was Monday. And, yeah. uh, and sent it, to me it was near the end of the day. And, yeah. man, yeah, LinkedIn was going crazy. Was Vroom the place that had all the trailers parked or was that carvana jay i can't remember i think that was carvana okay i'm taking pictures of it vroom is the company vroom at a lot of Mannheim locations because they do single they had their own section at many auctions yes like like carvana or uh yeah yeah carvana has uh, odessa right Mm -hmm. it was was the same thing vroom and actually one could argue that vroom's model was more cost effective Rather than buying a chain of auctions, they just worked with auctions. The auction, yeah. So I can't wait till we find the balance sheets on that. But uh, Vroom was the one that acquired Texas Auto Direct, Mm. which, if we go back in time, they paid pretty good rates. Texas Auto Direct, I would always book their loads. Yeah. Um, Anyways, the news hit. But let's go into the... See, the thing is, there... The, what's interesting is, they ha- I think technically they had till March 31st to hit this wall in their loans or whatever, but they're, they're I mean, you know, and that's smart. That's that's good to see. Uh, they laid off 800 people, 90% wow. of the workforce, which is basically, I mean, you know, if you only have 10% of the company left, you're. That's you just know, in-house. Then, yeah, you just got people doing the filing much. cabinets and yeah. stuff. Um, here's the numbers. Now, this is interesting, right? As a dealer, company's vehicle gross profit per unit fell to $473 per unit. Wow. That's gross profit, fourth quarter 2021. So they've been, been in, you know, they've been in trouble for a while. Room spent $28 million on outbound logistics, which, as we know, right, with uh, auto transport fees and whatever, right? This is, again, this is, you don't want to be, overspending on outbound logistics nobody does meaning it lost virtually all of its gross profit before even delivering the vehicle then it wow. spent 37 million on marketing meaning it costs more just to acquire customers than it earned back from their transactions wow. so they just and, and again you read this and you're like how is carvana not in the same boat right but i've heard technically they're not they in the are. same boat well you'd think they are we we in our speculation, we think they are. Here's more numbers. They lost $82 million just in third million. quarter. Wow. I mean, they, they just were, I mean, and and as a reminder in this news, Shift. You know, I don't know how many people talk about Shift. Shift went out of business in October of last year, 
and they were also another online car buying. And when you think of it, I think I even shared. I was not familiar with them. Yeah, I've never heard of them. I wonder how much they spent on marketing. Well, if you Google online car buying, look at that drive times at the top. Yeah. That would explain it because, I mean, the advertisements are just crazy right now for drive time. You get the deal you want. You make the deal yourself or, you know, whatever it is. Maybe they bought the ad space from uh, Vroom. They're great ads. Could be. Well, it's Vroom probably has locked ad space down for a year or two. So maybe maybe drive time bought it from Oh, man. Now that's a move. Wow. Right? Whoa. I I think I saw a story the other day on EVs where a bulk of Tesla's revenue came from selling some kind of uh, carbon credits to other manufacturers or something. Do you know anything about that? Uh-uh. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> no. I was not. I, I didn't know carbon credits existed. I haven't had a chance to look into that, but I know what revenue is yeah. and I know what bulk is. Carbon and credits, this, man. That sounds crazy. That sounds like total recall. That was the bulk of Tesla's revenue on this story I saw. Not that this story is gospel, but it it would make sense. Um, Here's another one. Hey, these guys at Blankety Blank Transport, wish I could do a call with them. How big of a circus it is. I've only attempted twice to obtain vehicles from them. Wow, is all I have to say. Lowballing both sides of the fence. There it is. That sounds familiar. Tell the customer something way too low to take them out of the market. Get the contract. Then post it way too high and negotiate lower, low, lower than advertised on load boards. That's exactly what you said. I mean, independent verification. I don't even remember who sent me that. It is the real world. Um, oh, yeah. The, the, fun, yeah. the funny part about that, that whole process, so when I was going through with it, my car background, it, it was the same process as what they train a car salesman to do you know get you get you to the point where you're it brings us back to the shady car dealer see you can't get away from we have this precedent and it was the shady car dealer it's now moved on to the shady car shipper but i guess the general public doesn't know about shady car shippers yet they'll figure it out i mean you'd think that they would be reaching what's that term when you reach critical mass critical mass You'd think there'd be a critical mass understanding now in the United States DNA unconsciousness where, oh, yeah, are you shipping a car? Watch out for the shady car shippers. But maybe there's not. We're not there yet. Whoa. (laughs) Holy moly. (laughs) Um, Kenny wanted to know, hey, do you have any scripts on how to speak to brokers, managers, customers, etc.? I really like this question because I talked about it in my dispatcher training series. And that is that what this is, is when you call somebody, you know, we're all running scripts all the time. Uh, We got a script for when we get a scam phone call and we accidentally answer. Right. Oh, I'm sorry. The system did that, you know, or whatever. Right. But these scripts are things we say when engaged in a conversation for this reason. You have scripts with, The school, if you have to talk to the school about something. And so scripts are useful if you're a dispatcher and you're calling a dealership to verify a load, you might say, hey, can I speak to the used car manager? Yeah. Right there, you just saved like 30 minutes of your life. Hopefully. Yeah. (laughs) But, and yeah, well, and I do, do you... I have scripts that I have in when I'm teaching someone for dispatching, but I'm going to tell you the biggest thing is being courteous and nice unless 
Unless they turn the tables on you and say, okay, well, you do it for $50 less. But, I mean, that's my biggest thing is being nice when you're talking to them to get loads. Because, one, they remember you, especially if you do a lot of work with them. Just like Janice got a load over somebody else just because we work with this company on a regular basis. And that's what the guy said. He goes, I work with you. I don't work with the other company. I'm giving it to you. So there's a lot to be said on being courteous and finding people that you click with because there's usually a lot of at certain brokers there's certain people that I will talk to that I'll get the load over somebody else and that's just from years of doing this too um, and verifications are always fun so there is I have a script for that <laughs> too and yeah, I do bad. made it out yeah All right and it was like your show a few shows ago uh, was it Howard his name the factoring guy yeah yeah Katie. yeah you know his his whole secret it was, it was great. His whole secret was, you know, we answer the phone. Yeah. How, how, how easy is it? It's like they say about common sense. It's not that common, but that's, that's the reality. And uh, I, I agree with you. Relationships, relationships matter. You know, being a, a 14 year car guy, you know, there's been, you know, they call the new guy, the green pea. And one thing I've always told the green peas, it's like, don't, don't overcomplicate it. Just so, right. Well, how about be nice. That? Get them to like you. So, right. and we keep arriving back at relationships, which I find so interesting because then when you look at how business really works, it's not always the relationship. Speaking of, when you right. call and they want to change the rate. So, right. what, what if, what if, what if changing the narrative, like, hi, I'm calling about a load. We do it for fifty bucks less. Listen, I'm an ATI carrier. I want to send you photos of my truck, my insurance, you know, whatever. I'll move it. You want to use me at the rate you posted it at. I don't know. I I think there's some brokers that that will never work. Right. It's all about the I agree the money. with you. I agree with you. All right, you. here. I've got another experience I'll share that just happened an hour ago. Okay. So, back to take less, right? This guy is tax, so I'm figuring out the tax are the ones that can't speak English, right? So, he's got the load posted for $400. Tells me it's available, you know, he kind of, uh, rather than going straight for the, will you take less, you know, he, he wants to at least tell me it's available first. And that was nice of him. And then he follows up with $25 less. It's only $25. This was via text. My response back was, no, I can't, can't do it for that. Uh, I wanted it. I wanted it for 450. I saw it for the 400. If you were going to, the job paid 375 That's probably what you should have posted it for. Maybe, uh, maybe we can get together on the next one. His response back to that was 400 question mark. What he had it posted for. Well, I just kind of took a couple minutes to think if I even wanted to deal with this. And the five minutes I took to determine that he says, well, how about 425 we meet in the middle so at that point i responded and i told him deal and the, the the crazy thing about it was i never even asked for 425 all i wanted it for was the 400 i saw it posted for so sometimes i think just telling these people no to the 25 dollars, i don't care if it would have been uh five dollars i still would have said no but that's another thing i'm figuring out is you know one i'm a big big man of my word type person you know if i if i tell you i'm gonna do it uh, 
I'm going to do it. And I'm starting to see that it's not that way out there with no, a lot of these, it, these it, guys. That's what's interesting. It, I'm with you 100%. I've actually had the $25 conversation. And what I did was I went ahead and went kind of the comedy shame route. Big surprise. I got real sarcastic and said, okay, well, let's get it down to $5. Let's argue about $5, okay? And they're like, what? And I'm like, no, oh, I, don't yeah. wanna, I don't want to argue about $25. I want to argue about $5. Because this is a car. And $5 won't even get you 10 chicken nuggets. That's why I want to argue about it. And they're like, what? And I'm like, seriously, I want to spend the next 30 minutes arguing with you about $5. And then they finally got it. And they laughed. And I said, do you yeah. see how dumb this is? Yeah. Just send me the dispatch. That should be your script. There you go. Right. But if you give let's it all get, right now, let's get nuts. From you, okay? Michael Keaton, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. <laughs> but that's that's back to just talking when you pick the phone up to answer that person's question, looking for a script. I mean, I don't think there's any magical thing to say. Just say, hello, is it available and see what happens. But the one thing I would encourage people to do that obviously it's effective and that's why it's done is stop dropping your pants when you've. You phone in, you phoned in. First of all, when you're calling in, unless it's too good to be true, we already went over that. You don't even want to do it for the rate you see it. You've already busted yourself. Fine, I'll do it for that. And then they get you on the phone right away. These people, I, I almost wonder, are numbers different in other languages? Maybe that's the <laughs> I, problem. I, well, I will tell you. I do know this, and I think we, I think this is a thing. Again, another thing you can't talk about. Um, is that haggling is a much more accepted common practice in other cultures. In fact, some cultures, if you don't haggle, they don't consider it a real negotiation or transaction. Yeah, I I, I mean, I I'm almost positive I didn't make that up. No, so, that, right? now you think about that, that makes total sense. It if does, doesn't it? India, some, some cultures, markets, all, they haggle every time you try to buy a flea yeah. market. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. You're right. So back to the dealers and like you were talking about dealers, uh, rarely will they pay more. You know, that side of the fence, that's one of the things, you know, I, you know, I wear a lot of different hats. I was one of them dealers. If if they called and wanted more money, I did. I said I said no. And a lot of them didn't speak English. Whereas right. guess what? The next call that the guy calls and speaks uh English, if he asked me for more money, I'm more likely to give it to him. But that guy didn't do that. I almost feel like it's back to that culture thing because one thing was I wanted my cars back. When I posted them out there, I never looked at that comparison rate. I must have posted them for more than I should have because I always got calls <laughs> relatively quick and got them moved a lot of times faster. I used to go to, uh, to Dallas a lot and buy Wednesday, Thursday, and then they're back. A lot of times I'm not back till Friday and a lot of, they're back on before me a lot of times. Uh, so that is some of the differences, but it, it seems like no matter what, even they always ask for more money. So when I call for a load, that's one thing I try not to do, but maybe that's just what the world is these days. Is that just common practice to negotiate every single load? Is that how it's done, Sue? 
Um, I want to mm -hmm. say, I'm sorry, I was replying to an email because I've got oh, a I meeting coming up. Um, but I want to say this. I'm sorry about that. But Lando CEO in the live chat, I'm a broker grabbing haul transport. The way you can get me for extra money is be able to deliver faster. If you have the driving hours, the customer likes that I can collect a couple extra dollars as well. I've had crappy drivers and good drivers, and I always use good drivers with good attitudes. That is awesome. Thank you. Yes. Very watching on LinkedIn very too. Very cool. Oh, sweet. I know. Um, and I also wanted to say, uh, and then I lost my thought and that's why I tried but to make I do. I agree with them. I've had them guys that I take your cars and, and disappear with them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then, you know, when you want to, the guy, uh, Oh, speaking the, of the ironic part about my scenario was I wasn't even trying to tell the guy I wasn't going to pay him. I just wanted him to come down $50 after he took my cars and ghosted me for probably eight days. So check this out. Uh, this was sent in that there's a link. I'm going to share this link. The FMCSA has a carrier fraud and identity theft uh, webpage, which we're going to talk about. So I just shared the link in the live chat. And so you go here, click the link I put in the live chat, and there it is. And you go to this broker and carrier fraud and identity theft page. That's how, right? It's you know it's rampant when they've created when FMCSA has created a page. Uh, report the incident to law enforcement. But what I wanted to get to is it says on here. Is this a new page? Yeah, this is the new FMCSA page. Holding loads hostage until you get paid is illegal. It says. Yeah, but who's gonna stop them? <laughs> FMCSA isn't gonna sit out there. You know how many times that happens? They show up the, it's, oh, this is what always happens. They always go to a residence, right? And it's always the residence that it's a billing and then they force them into pain. Otherwise they won't take it off of the trailer. That's a regular thing. That really goes on? Yeah. Oh yeah. On a regular basis. It, it, is it because the communication, the barrier? I, that... I think it is. That's what I think it is. I think they can't speak English. They show up. They don't pay attention to what they were told. And they make them pay. I, I can't even tell you how many times this has happened. And if you, re like, when I check on, like, when I read about a transporter or whether I'm going to let them haul a car or not and I read their ratings, it's, uh, there's always on there. I'm not kidding. On any of the bad ones, you will see that on there on a regular basis. Or they, they requested a tip. And they wouldn't release the car because they didn't get a tip. I've seen that too. Is that not crazy? That is, that is crazy. Whoa. And so did the customer end up complying and give them a tip? Yeah, I've seen it. We're just to get their money and then they come back on, you know, the broker or whatever and then get their money back, which isn't fair either. One way or another, they're getting that $25, aren't they? I know. Well, and I've had them literally steal my cars before. They've taken my cars and canceled them on central dispatch, still took my car to the customer and charged them whatever the hell they wanted to charge them. And there's not oh. anything I can do about it. Because central doesn't do anything about it. You can turn them into the FMCSA. They don't care. There's nothing you can do. I just want to say, and Will, in the live chat, personally, I'm always trying to negotiate up just because the rates are so low. True. I agree with that. When Absolutely. I was a dispatcher, I was doing it too. And mm -hmm. now it's this constant. It's a constant mm -hmm. ask. So maybe, so if constant. I see these lower rates, should maybe I need to be making some phone calls trying to get them up? Yeah. 
I mean, I always ask for more money, too, unless it's where it's supposed to be. Or here's the thing you have to look at. If you're in a location where there's so many, like, so many transporters that end up there, let's say, for example, Atlanta, you know there's certain areas you have no negotiation whatsoever. Because if you don't take that car, somebody else is taking that car. So you have to watch for stuff like that, too. How come Atlanta, there's so many transporters down there? What is the draw? I don't know. There's a lot that live there. I mean, I have three or four drivers of my own that live in Atlanta. Yeah. So I'm not sure. I'm just saying. And Dallas is another place. Like right now it's not. But normally Dallas, you go in there, you better take what you can to get out because you're not getting out. I always said that about Houston. I mean. Mm -hmm. Houston the same way. Just book it. San Antonio, Austin, you got better that those are usually better rates. I don't know why. <laughs> if it's because nobody goes there, I don't know. But usually I stay away from Houston and Dallas. Dallas I've gone to Dallas the last couple of weeks tough. only because nobody's going there right now. <laughs> so well, and if you try you to get in if, and out. If you try I, speculation live, if you try to negotiate with a Dallas dealer on a higher rate. I did it. And it worked. I did it last week. It doesn't whoa. usually happen. Whoa, that, okay. we took a it doesn't three usually pack. happen. Okay, wow. We took a three-pack to, I believe, <laughs> I mean, South Carolina, and I got him to come up $300. That is amazing. Yeah. That's good, though. Well, maybe. Yeah. Did he have it built in there when he posted it? It's the question. Was, was well, he panicking? Yeah. I mean, it was a dealer that I was going to to deliver to him, so you don't know. He probably just wanted his vehicles and agreed to it. I asked for 500 I got three. I, I settled for three. I figured that was pretty good. Back to the pain. Uh, he was panicked. Uh, this is interesting. So here we are on the heels of NADA, which, I mean, most people watching right now probably don't really care. But <laughs> NADA is a huge show. Yeah, so what is this? This NADA, the Super Bowl of... Yes, it is the Super Bowl of... All right, so let's go look at it. So NADA... Is this the one I was supposed to go to last year and I didn't... Uh, so I've never mm, have been pitched about it every year. Could have been used car week. Maybe. You go to it every year, Jay? No, I actually don't because I'm going to go live. I'm going to do a live stream, but I'm not going to go. It is so big. I'm going to show you, you the best way year? to see it. I went to it a few years ago. Okay, so that wasn't last year. The one they sent me a packet for. That was you're right. I think it was used car week, which because you and Ty that's went. A, last that's year. a great conference. Yeah, that's you a, guys stayed at um, Caesar's Palace, right? Uh, that was NIADA. Oh, okay, that was the that one was the independent to. dealers. This okay. is NADA is okay. National Association of Dealers Association or whatever. Point is that this is the big dealers, the big dealer groups, the franchise dealers, mm. the new car dealers. Like, and the, here you go. This is the main hall. Now, on your screens, this looks really small. This room is gigantic. It's so big, there are going to be cars in each one of these booths. Okay? So there's, on the show floor, there are at least a dozen, 20, 30 vehicles in the show floor. Because it's a automotive convention so jay right? do you have this map available in like a heat map showing which ones are cox automotive <laughs> so cox automotive has its whole area they call it cox village or whatever okay so all the way from dealer track cox this is all cox 
this whole area. There will be hundreds of Cox Automotive representatives. Do they charge to get in that area? <laughs> I see where you're headed. <laughs> Real subtle, huh? I've walked through. I've walked in. I've actually talked to people. I'm still alive. <laughs> no, I, you know, no, it's actually interesting because you really get a sense of how big Cox Automotive is. If you want to get a sense, walk through Cox Automotive Village at NADA show and they are big. No other company, and this gets into, I know, you know, because that M word comes up. There is no other company that has that much dominance of people, software. And it just so happens I got Cox Automotive on the show Tuesday night. Oh, fantastic. Isn't that amazing? I mean, that's pretty cool. I think it'll stay that way. Brian Finkelmeyer, he's my feature guest, is a cool guy. Really what cool. What is his role at Cox? I believe he works in corporate. Let me tell you, you it's a, it a real treat. So we don't want to upset the apple cart. Yeah, right. All right. Cox does have some good people. Well, they—they're—I they're, they, mean—they are a household name in automotive. Everybody knows Cox Automotive, and what's interesting—they're so household. Even people in auto transport know of Cox Automotive, because I can tell you, most of the companies on this list, people in auto transport have no idea who they are, what they do. And why? And I say that because auto transport is a vertical where, see, this gets into why this show is important. You know who does go to NADA? And the answer is the really big auto shipping companies. They go to NADA because they're picking up customers and partners and they are getting the loads. So when somebody says, how did so-and-so get all these loads? Because they went to shows like NADA with teams of people and they set up booths and they sold their stuff. I'll tell you right here. Then they one. put it on Central for five cents a mile. I literally got, uh, I literally just opened this. This is an email I just opened. Here, Motway. Motway as a portal seeks to help dealer groups manage transport costs. Guess what? Motway's going to be at NADA talking about their solution. And they're going to pick up dealer groups to use their solution. And then they're going to need help with some of those loads to be moved. And where are you going to find those loads? On Central so Dispatch. My, That's my how this way, works. It's for, one for of the ways for, this works. Some of you more seasoned uh, dispatchers here. With Motway, one thing I've noticed is they tend to post the same load, but different cities. <laughs> actual pickup, actual, actual delivery? Pick up, actual delivery. Oh, boy, do I love that. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm still trying to figure out. <laughs> you know what's sad? What that, is that common-based? What is it allowed? Is it permittable? What is the deal Gosh. here? They started it, and more and more people are now doing it, and it drives me insane. The only thing that beats an actual pickup, actual delivery is a mix-mix actual pickup, actual delivery. <laughs> um, the there thing is, go. and I did talk to I talked to somebody about this, like in a real way, and I'm I'm now friends with these companies. I mean, you know, 
I, I want to be able to bridge the gap and try to, you know. So what, uh, what was there, uh, what was this conversation? Did you okay. ask that? I said, what's the deal with actual pickup, actual delivery? I mean, do you believe in this? And this is a random person, a random conversation that allegedly happened. Okay. And they said, well, truth, sometimes it's a little bit of an overreach. It wasn't meant to be that way. It's somebody, somebody then running amok. But the original concept of actual pickup, actual delivery is a reasonable concept to get carriers to see loads they wouldn't otherwise see because they're going to be driving through a city and then that way they'll see it. And so because they weren't seeing loads that they'll be driving through, and it's an interesting concept because Central Dispatch did add where you can search along a route, right? right? Rather than point to point. So it's like anything else, good intentions, but it's gone crazy. And gone a little far with it. It has. It's got, you'll see loads that aren't even actually in that state. <laughs> I know. <laughs> They're not even close. Yes. And I, I'll pull up maps. I found loads that, I mean, it's like over 500 miles, actually 500 miles away from where you said, you, from where you were advertising. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I know the fine print. That's fine. You got me on the fine print. Good job. <laughs> right. But, right. But, I mean, come on, man. Do you, so you, do you want a carrier? What what do you do when that carrier delivers to the wrong location 500 miles away and says, I thought it was going to Nashville? Mm -hmm. Have a good one. <laughs> Let me know how that goes. Yeah. Maybe maybe we should put that in person live and see what happens. Well, I'm, I'm never going to be able to get to talk to that person. They are duct taped to a desk nowhere near Nashville. Okay, by the way. <laughs> um, I know we need to call it. It's 1.30. This was a heck of a show. We covered so much stuff. Yeah, we did. So thank you, Dan. Thank you for joining us for Car Hauling Truth. I really appreciate it. It was awesome. Thanks for all your time. Yeah. You bet. Have a good one, guys. All right. Okay. Take care, Dan. And we'll see you. Dan is signing off. Thanks, man. All right, so uh, really, we are ending the show here. I think that this was a, and Elaine is like, yeah, it do, it it does it fundamentally. Uh, now it's just kind of irritating. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, Chris says if you're in the car business and you don't know who Cox Automotive is, you need to do something else. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it is true. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you. I'll tell you another thing that irritates me. Yeah, you know that still people do not know that you click on the load to look at what the cars are or where it's going to and from. I mean, I get this every single day, every single day. You have a mix mix. I said I have no mix mix. I put on there exactly what my car's on. You need to click the load. Is that not crazy? Or how about this? They don't refresh. I just got a text while we're on the show about a load I dispatched five hours ago asking me for the load. I just don't get it. That tells you how new somebody is, right? That's right. how I always determine that, that's if they even know what they're doing. That's, how you, that's your newbie measuring stick. Yes. It's like, <laughs> it's like the height stick. You've got a newbie measuring stick. Yeah, I've got stick. a newbie measuring well, stick. Well, it's interesting. Yeah. It, you just it, it, That's the clickety-click, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Clickety-click. Yeah.
But still, um, clickety click, it shows you how to do it. <laughs> I think, it, well, it, it has a little drop down carrot, it right? It does. Yeah, there's a little arrow. That's why I don't understand why people are still, I mean, we did this, it almost, it was last <laughs> guess, February, right? Or I, like that? I guess that's why there's checklists that have to tell you not to wear flip-flops. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. This is true. Oh, wow. We got so canceled again today. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I think it's friendly banter. And, yeah. you know, I love this. The truth is we all really secretly want content that actually speaks the truth. Right. Because this idea that we all really want, like, all this, like, kind of fake advertising stuff, people don't want that. Hmm. Stop. They don't. It's not what we want. Um. So... I will say this, like, uh, you know, the, have you heard about the Pat McAfee show? Uh-uh. Have you heard about the Aaron Rodgers, Jimmy Kimmel stuff? Yes, I have. I've heard yeah. a lot about that. Okay. Is that the guy that he was on the show with originally, and then they kicked him off because of what he said about Jimmy Kimmel? See? You know oh. about it, okay, right? Okay, I do. I just didn't recognize the first name. Okay. but And so this Aaron Rodgers, Jimmy Kimmel stuff, which people want to know more about, is ridiculous. Is yeah. connected to talk on the Pat McAfee show because yeah. Aaron Rodgers was on the Pat McAfee show. And he was great on there is what they said. Oh, I'm sure he was. Yeah, cuz he and that's why about football. The yeah. Aaron Rodgers Jimmy Kimmel thing probably contains an element of ridiculous. Yes. But Aaron Rodgers stepped over the line and this is where if you're going to talk the truth, you have to know a little bit about where the line is, which is the hard part about the truth. But, um, and I think, you know, I think we do pretty good with it. But my point is, it put, now everybody knows about the Pat McAfee show. It was, my understanding is, it was already a successful show on ESPN. But now, like, everybody knows. Yes, to some degree. My point is this, is that, if we talk enough truth, and we, and we know where the line is, this show will continue to grow. Because it's one of the few places you can actually get actual truth about what's really happening and people know this stuff is true and they right. just but you can't say that where are you going to say that except in the break room right this is right. why probably why cigarettes were invented so people could go outside and rant about stuff <laughs> <laughs> what people were outside ranting like what do we what do we do what we need something to do how do we explain to management that we have a reason to be out here ah smoking yeah, that's what it'll be. Yeah, I'm taking a smoke break. Take your smoke break with Dispatching Live on ATI Out of Business on Thursdays, live on YouTube and LinkedIn at noon. And uh, drop the cigarettes. Get hooked on the truth. Sue, yes. thanks for another great show. This was awesome. No problem. That was fun. And was Danny really fun. says he will do the show. So we just oh, got to get that sweet. figured out. Okay, so I am booking March. Okay. Um, and March is actually almost booked. So let's look at April. So let's get Danny's information okay. and, um, love I'm to have him on the show in that. April. That gives us time to, what do we want to talk about? As yep. we saw with Dan, you know, a lot of that was just, he was riffing off the news, but Dan did have things he wanted to talk about. And he asked some really good questions. Which, yeah. um, so please do do that. Do the same. Make some notes of topics you have lots of time and stories and make notes of. And Danny, we'd love to have you on the show. 
he has lots of stories, <laughs> so we will be busy. <laughs> All right, and and uh, stories with a right. It's like that parable, you know, like right. Jesus and the seeds. Do you know this parable? <laughs> yeah. Right. A lot of people know this parable. Even I know it, and I, I I don't know the whole Bible, but I know the parable about the seeds and some Jesus. Uh, well, this is a parable about farmers. Farmers when they in the early days before machinery and all that stuff, when they were growing crops, they were throwing seeds around. And some of the seeds landed on the rocks and got burned in the sun. And some of the seeds, what, blew away or whatever. And some of the seeds landed in the water. But some of the seeds landed in the soil and grew into fruitful crops. And we're looking to plant seeds in the soil. There we go. Amazing. Whoa. 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 Getting chills. <laughs> that was All pretty right. deep. That was deep, man. Deep. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, so much for tuning in. We'll see you again soon. Do join Tuesday night with Cox Automotive. That's going to be awesome. So thank you so much. And what do we say, office? What do we say, everybody? I'm the only one in here right now. Oh, Goodbye, okay. Sue. <laughs> Goodbye, Sue. Thanks so much, Sue. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Bye-bye.